in general. Just your on the just podcast. your voice is just yeah. So I go into silky smooth and to, resonant. I try to project. <laughs> I want to see where this voice can take me without going homeless first, if possible. But if I have to do that to get a deal, you never know. Give me your best craft macaroni and cheese commercial. If I ate cheese, I would eat this craft macaroni and cheese. I'm not. It looks so good. I'm not feeling. I'm not. I don't feel like you're hungry for the cheesiness, the cheesy deliciousness of craft, dude. I don't eat macaroni and cheese, dude. That's you're why. never gonna make it as a homeless voice actor if you can't do those mac and cheese commercials. Are they the only ones making commercials? Well, what was that dude's? What was that dude's name? Do you remember this story? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder what that dude's up to. Homeless man with golden Ted. It was Ted something. Yeah, like Ted Williams, probably. God, it is, oh my god! <laughs> Dude, we got it. He's Dude. the third Williams. What if we could get him on the Liquid Flannel podcast? I don't think we. I'd Williams be able to powers tell unite. You are listening to the Liquid Flannel podcast with your hosts. I'm Chuck, and I'm Brendan. I don't think we'd be able to tell your voices apart. Are you him? I've actually never seen you guys in the same room. I so you could easily be secretly Ted Williams. Did you change I your identity to not be I don't want to necessarily put to rest any of the chatter out there about the relationship between Ted Williams and myself, the, the who could be different people. With the golden, I face. have been known to be homeless from place to place. <laughs> And Ted Williams definitely has, but I cannot confirm or deny at this time on the Liquid Flannel podcast whether or not we are one and the same. If you live in your car for a <clears throat> while, is that being homeless? Yeah, that is being homeless. You do not have what a mailing address to your car. Maybe if you be had like, a... I live on a houseboat. It's a boat. Right. I, I have a P.O. box. <laughs> yeah, and I've really been kind of following that movement online about people that are uh, turning vans into homes and stuff and just kind of going mobile like yeah. that. One time I watched MTV Cribs and they had one of the dudes from Jackass and he was like, I live in this truck with a mattress in the back of it. <laughs> and I believed like, it. Did you really? Well, then let's try to figure out which person But like, yeah, was. he was like, I just hang out and surf and stuff. And you know, sometimes I'll crash at someone's place, but if not, I'll just I'll just crash here at the beach. It's pretty nice, you know. I'm just out hanging out all night anyway. That'd be the life. So he was just living the life. But I mean, I guess that's technically homeless. But homeless, kind of a state of mind. I think <laughs> some people where you lay your hat is your home. For Ted Williams and myself, that could be anywhere. <clears throat> Do you want to do like a Ted Williams character? You just be like, hey, it's Ted Williams here. Just ate some craft. It's Dude, delicious. I just had the most wonderful bowl <laughs> of craft macaroni and cheese. See, that was that was a lot better. Oh yeah. Keep keep practicing and mm. I think you'll make it mm. to the homeless voice mm. acting scene. Craft home style macaroni and cheese. Cheesy noodles topped with golden brown breadcrumbs. You know you love it. That craft, I want it all over. Cascading out of like a fondue fountain. <laughs> what would mm. be 
I have seen Mm-mm-mm. I have seen a nacho cheese fountain in my day. Ooh, nacho cheese. It's it sounds really great, but it's it's not as good That's in like practice fond- as it like is fondue? an idea. That's like yeah, fondue. it's kind of like fondue, but it's a fountain. You know, yeah. it's more fun that way. You have to serve it up with flair if you've got the dough. If you've got that <laughs> cheddar, serve that cheddar in the most flamboyant way possible. That Otherwise, is, the terrorists have won. That's all for the. That's for the high rollers. The cheese. The cheese fountain. That's the real high class living. You know, Donald Trump's going to have a cheese fountain in every room in the White House. Oh, gross, dude! <laughs> I'm just trying to smell the White House after that. <laughs> this, oh no! The, the Onion used to make all those Joe Biden jokes about like working on his like Trans Am in the yard or whatever, just like <laughs> down in Coors Light, blasting right. White Snake out, wearing cutoffs, right. But well, that's legit what the the real White House is going to be like once Trump. Oh no! And yeah. all the Trump supporters just take over. It did. It burned down too. The Canadians like burned it down in that war. I always forget burned what the war White it House is. Down? Yeah, dude, that's tight. Well, maybe it wasn't the. Canadians. I mean, that's hardcore. Yeah, I think it was the Canadians set that thing on fire. They're super polite, but if you <laughs> piss them off, yeah, America burn your home America down. better watch out. They will make you homeless. They will pull a Ted Williams. <laughs> At the highest estate they will, Ted of the United, they will make you sing for macaroni and cheese. Croft dinner, as they like to say up north. <laughs> in Canada. I'm glad you I'm glad you knew that distinction. Croft dinner. Do you think I mean craft macaroni and cheese, it's more descriptive. Craft dinner. If if it's macaroni and cheese, that's like the barest minimum definition of what can be a, called a dinner. <laughs> what do you mean? That's the dairy group and that's the bread group. That's carbohydrates <laughs> and calcium. That's all you need. Dude, that's all you need. The salt and butter group, well represented in there oh, as well. Mm, all the major mm, food groups. That's how you that's how you make it American good is Orange. you put a tub of butter. Orange no, is a kidding. fruit. For that people counts. that like macaroni and cheese, I'm not going to say that I hate people that like it. I have good friends that like macaroni and cheese. I mean, it's all right. It's, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I'll eat it. The kids love it. Do what you like. Eat what you like. Try not to overindulge because it's just the law of diminishing return. The kids love macaroni and cheese. They love SpaghettiOs with meatballs in a can. Oh, for sure. They, I, I think I would still love that. Yeah, you'll like slave over a dinner and be like, "Oh, I made this. Like, I'm, I grilled this steak. I made hamburgers. <laughs> I made enchiladas for you kids." And they'll be like, "This is gross." Hey, here's some caviar and escargot. Right. They're like, "Ugh, this is terrible." And then you're like, "I'm exhausted today. I cannot do anything. I'm just gonna slop." A can of SpaghettiOs with meatballs. Where you go to the store, you go to the store and SpaghettiOs with meatballs are cheaper than just plain SpaghettiOs. What is that? That's not that's wait, not a good sign. Wait a second. But do you ever do a side-by-side comparison at, like, maybe the nutrition value? Or I mean, like, I guess they the pack weight, more noodles or, in there. They're spongy. Know. Yeah, but you would think the one with meat, like... That has more. to be more, right? There, there's extra stuff in it, yeah. but no, it's it's cheaper. Uh, but the kids, you'll slop that out, microwave it, so it's like not even hot. It's just lukewarm. And they're like high five, and they're other. like, "Dad, this is the best <laughs> dinner I have ever had. Thank you so much." Murphy's and you're like, Law. "I kids, man, I can't." <laughs> You want to choke them, but you're just glad that they are happy in that moment. Yeah, you never know what they're going to say. They're like Trump. It's like Trump. You never know what he's going to do. He's like mm. le- legit like a five-year-old 
to the point where Kellyanne Conway, his campaign manager, has a quote where she said, like, I I interact with Donald the same way I interact with my kids. I can't just tell him what to do. I have to give him choices so he feels like he's in control. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would suggest to him, you can't go to Donald and say, like, stop tweeting. That doesn't work. Right. You have to say, like, hey, how about for every every third tweet is nice? How about Mm -hmm. every third tweet is nice? Just to change it up. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll give that a shot. That's That's a great idea. Uh, that's how you have to deal with this dude. Wow. And you could tell by the way that he's like staffing up his White House. Have you been, you haven't been following the news? Just slightly. I mean, through Twitter, which is just kind of fleeting or whatever. I mean, people were comparing it to looking like what racist street fighter, like select player select screen would look (laughs) like. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. But I think Steve Bannon is somewhere in the mix. It's just been such a cluster because he was supposed to have Chris Christie leading the transition team. Nope, that ain't But then he was like, oh, sorry, what are you, are you going to jail or something? Bye. Yeah. Because all of his aides have now been indicted and totally like blabbed on him in trial. It was like, yeah, he knew the whole time. He knew all the bridges were closed. He thought it was hilarious. We have all this evidence for it. And I guess he's supposed to be going to trial later. So they kicked Chris Christie to the curb and they were like, Mike Pence, you're taking this over. And then Mike Pence was like, fire everyone who Chris Christie ever talked to. That's a bridge over troubled waters, (laughs) if you ask me. And you're like, oh, you're starting from scratch now? Trump was like, I have to appoint Steve Bannon as my chief of staff. And then his son-in-law was like, that actually might not go over so well. That's a bad idea. Maybe you (laughs) should appoint... Someone had some sense? Wait. (laughs) Right. He's like, maybe you should appoint Reince Priebus, the head of the Republican National Party or whatever, committee, the yeah. National Committee, yeah. And so Trump was like, I got this. Problem solved. I'm going to appoint Reince Priebus, my chief of staff, and I'm going to appoint Steve Bannon, my director of strategy or something. And they're like, that's not a real position, right. but you're, you're the president, you do whatever you want to do. Right. And they reportedly had this meeting of like all three of them together, and Ryan's previous is like, so is is he reporting to me? About what What's the structure here? Yeah. And Trump's like, don't worry about that. You know, <laughs> it's just whatever. Whatever, you know, it just, you know, talk to me. Don't worry about uh, that. And so he's just setting up a, a completely dysfunctional White House where he's trying to bring on some of these like party insiders because he has to, because he doesn't know what he's doing Mm -hmm. and neither do any of his campaign staff. And then he's bringing on Steve Bannon from crazy nonsense news online to advise him. And they're not going to agree. Like you're just setting yourself up to not accomplish anything. It makes absolutely no sense. And then you got people who were working on the transition Saying like, well, it was going well with Chris Christie. It seemed like he had it under control. Mm-hmm. But now I go in and talk to people. They're like, why would we work with you? You didn't support Trump good enough. And you're like, well, yeah, sorry, but I'm here to work now. And they're like, no, go away. Yeah, you're what not you loyal. <laughs> right. These Which girls is like, ain't loyal. You need to just get, worry about that later. Like, you need to just get stuff going right now or else you're not going to be able to do anything. I mean, I guess that's not a priority to get anything done, which... 
I guess I can't be mad at because I guess doing nothing is better than doing horrible things. Right. Well, and Steve, I guess, is coming under fire here besides the obvious reasons, but reported to the FBI for allegedly violating campaign finance laws. In short, a hidden donor allegedly paid a shell company for services to mask hidden payments to the Trump campaign or his staff. So Right. I mean, he was getting paid by all these outside entities while he was working for Donald Trump's campaign. Right. Like Breitbart. Right. Yep. Um, like Breitbart and Super PACs and whatever organizations. I can't really get mad that he's appointing the head of his campaign right. to a prominent position sure. in the White House. I understand why so many people are outraged saying like, this guy's terrible. And it's like, well, yeah, we already knew that. Right. He was running the campaign the whole time. It's it's not a drastic change. It's not like he never interacted with this guy before, and now he's like totally going to crazy town. He was already well into crazy town. I guess I'd rather have yeah. the crazy town on paper where he has an official position rather than like the deal he had with Roger Ailes from Fox News where he was just like an unofficial advisor or whatever. Right. Ben Carson, I guess, turned down a position. <laughs> right. Because he said that he has no political experience or something. Right. Which, which is... didn't stop him from running for president. Right. Which just goes to show that all these Republicans, all the 17 Republicans running for president, I don't know that really any of them really wanted to win. <laughs> you know, they all just <laughs> wanted attention. Yeah. They all just wanted to, like, get out there, get their name out there, maybe sell some, you know, memoir books. Maybe, you know, get booked on some morning shows, be able to blather on cable news whenever you want. You always hear conservative talk show dudes going, the founding fathers would be rolling in their grave. <laughs> if these people are doing what they're doing, and we obviously know why they're doing it, there's a part of me that would just be like, yeah, I hope they are rolling in their grave thinking of this, if they could even sense this. Right. I mean... This is just crazy. This is just about money. It's all about money. It's cr right. And you yeah. And the <clears throat> most ridiculous thing is that it's so effective. I mean, yeah. you look at Sarah Palin, you know, mm -hmm. Mike Huckabee, who was 999, Herman Cain. Oh, yeah. You know, dudes like that. That where, dude used to be a big wig at Godfather's. <laughs> right. Godfather's Pizza CEO. Just oh, running oh. his 999 <laughs> pizza deal slash tax policy plan none of these dudes are serious contenders they don't actually want to be president they just want to get publicity and make a name for themselves so that they can start doing diabetes commercials or whatever on daytime tv just because people are like oh that's that one yeah he was a nice man you know and i think trump 100 percent started that way as well and he just stumbled into the presidency now he clearly doesn't wow. want it no i mean he was saying you know he wants to be able to go home sometimes on the weekends and stuff. Oh, and... he would go home when he was campaigning. He would fly to Nevada, do an event, fly back to Trump Tower. That's why he's always tweeting at three in the morning because he's flying back and forth across the country at ridiculous hours because he likes to stay in his golden tower, literally with his golden name on it it's so ridiculous so the secret service is apparently just going to have to spend millions of taxpayer dollars lugging all their stuff back and forth between the white house and trump tower in midtown manhattan on fifth avenue the most one of the most densely populated busiest urban areas on earth mm -hmm. they're going to somehow try to secure the safety of donald trump the most volatile, crowd-inciting 
candidate ever for the presidency. It's a logistical nightmare. I pray nothing happens to him because I really don't want Mr. Pence yeah, to it's, take that steed. Yeah. It's but. a perfect insurance policy to be like, oh man, I don't need yeah. to, I don't know if Pence is better or worse. You yeah. definitely don't want to make Donald Trump a martyr. <laughs> that's not that's where you get like Trumpism as lo- a legit religion <laughs> that just goes on for thousands of years. Oh man, America. <laughs> oh. It's pretty messed up right now. Yeah. But this whole thing, the logistics of it, notwithstanding, the hilarious conflict of interest that he's setting up by saying, well, what about all your businesses, Donald Trump? You said if you were, if you won the presidency, you'd relinquish all your businesses so you could focus on being president. But yet you want to continue to live in the headquarters of your business. Give it to your children in a, quote, blind trust who you want to be invited to top secret presidential meetings and policy briefings and, you know, security briefings and all this stuff. And then you got Ivanka Trump going on TV. You got Trump's daughter going on TV, giving like a 60 minutes interview. And then as soon as the interview's over, they send out an email. Doesn't she look amazing? Buy her $10,000 Trump jewelry bracelet right now. Because it's from her like clothing line. So they're literally using the office of the president to sell. to hawk their own personal business dealings just blatantly out in the open. And no one can do anything because no one has been that audacious to try to pull any of that nonsense before. They're like, I guess it's not illegal because it was just like the president doesn't do that. You don't have to write that down. It's just ridiculous to right. think that you could be the president while running you know, a multi-million dollar business and directly profiting off of your influence in the presidency. You just look, it's just so crazy because the campaign, he's like, Hillary is a corrupt, you know, Washington insider who's only in it for herself and for her own profit. And it's like, no, that's what you're doing right now. It's so clear. It's just the, the hypocrisy and the double standards are just so unbelievable it's it's like you can't even say anything just because it's so ridiculous to even say it out loud. It's so crazy. And speaking of Clinton, man, I saw that article, what was it, where they were talking about how she spent more money on Omaha's one electoral vote right. than she did on like freaking all of like Wisconsin, Wisconsin and, Michigan. and Michigan. And she lost them all. And she lost Iowa, too. And <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it just shows that they were t- they were totally overconfident and instead of playing to win they tried to play to run up the score right and it totally bad i mean they were spending ad money in texas we're not we know we're not even gonna win but we're just we're setting it up for the future because you'll never win it again republicans ha <laughs> oh oops wow this is supposed to be the most sophisticated prepared campaign they've literally been running this campaign for almost 10 years now or more this is the kind of nonsense that they pull at the end because, well, I mean, I can't blame them because I fell for it too. I I mean, I think everybody thought, well, yeah, she's going to win. She's clearly going to win. Well, you know, Donald Trump, he, he's, hasn't, he didn't lead a poll in Wisconsin like the entire race and he won Wisconsin. It makes absolutely no sense. If you're going to make that kind of calculation on your money, 
and you can't even beat someone who's never even done this before. I mean, right, even they had you five to one or whatever, but they spent it so smart. I can't believe. Right. Uh, did you also see yeah. that like Hillary spent like almost nothing on digital? She did like all traditional and stuff. And it's like because she's trying to reach out to Republicans, right? Because she thought, yeah, all millionaires, the Republicans moderate. are going to vote. All the moderate, non-crazy Republicans are going to vote for me because I'm almost a Republican. She not, is. Right. Not realizing that nobody who thinks of themselves as Republican is Would ever, ever going to vote for you. Just because a few people came out and said it every time Trump was in the news doing something important. Right. You would see like the Bushes are going to vote for Hillary or whatever. Right. But then they'll be like, oh, I left it blank. I wrote in Mike Pence. Right. I wrote in Ronald Reagan or I voted for Evan McMullen or, you know, like they're yeah. not going to vote for Hillary no matter yeah. what. Gary Johnson, anybody. They're anybody but Hillary. Literally anybody. And so. she's just so, I don't know if it's arrogance or, you know, it's just trying to say like, well, they'll just be reasonable. They'll be reasonable, which I guess is time we finally realize the Republican base is not going to be reasonable. And certain part. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that scares me about this Donald Trump presidency is you think like, well, the moderate, sane Republicans in the House and in the Senate are going to stand up to his more crazier antics. And it's like, nope. Yeah, man, I don't know anymore. It's team sports, man. Yeah. Y you've got a side. You're going to stay on it. I don't think that there's going to be too much crossover. I mean, that's the only explanation for the religious right coming out for Trump, right. even though he, that dude doesn't even go to church. He doesn't even know how to pronounce the names right. of books. In the I mean, Bible. he's clearly not. He's not a serious man of faith and, you know, moral compunctions, deep philosophical religious thought. Right. He, he, I'm sure he went to church. It's not a passion of his. So do you want to talk about an equally tragic and tangentially oh, related thing? Of course. Ever since the election, the United States has forgotten how to play the game of soccer. <laughs> and I, yes. I, it might be Montezuma's revenge because Mexico came oh, out yeah, first. Dude. Mexico scored. Mexico scored. The U.S. US tied, tied it, it. Yeah. And then Mexico scored again. And that was with Tim Howard as the goalie, right? Right, but then he got injured halfway through the game and yeah. had to get taken out. They put Guzan on yep. uh, in the goal for the U.S. soccer team. And he, you know, he did he did okay, but he let yeah. him slip. And that's all it takes. That, yeah, that's all it takes against Mexico. Did, they and did not build the wall in the goal successfully. No. The wall was not built. Well, it had holes in it, which is, you know, I guess... Um, great metaphor just I don't like know. just like just like the mexicans always do they climbed right over the wall <laughs> or they went right through it because <laughs> yeah. it ain't there you know um, turns out walls don't no. work shocking news i know oh oh if only if only we could learn lessons from soccer but um the u.s didn't learn the lesson of what to do better for next time because they just played last night and i gotta say i was watching some college basketball kansas state last night played my alma mater. I texted you and said, this game is happening. If it's not do or die, I'll probably just catch the highlights right. or something. So the way soccer works is it's like an extremely long process because in the four, the World Cup happens every four years. Correct. And in the lead up to the World Cup, 
They play an extremely long, protracted series of qualifying games that literally last over two years. years. Two <laughs> yeah. years. So, so this is still kind of early on in the in the process. It's in the group now where we play like four different games, and if you don't finish in the top three in the group of six, mm-hmm. then you don't get to go to the World Cup. You don't even get to go to the World Cup at all. Right. Well, the top three definitely go to the World Cup, right. but the fourth place team has to play an additional qualifying series against, is it the winner of the Asian? It's the, I think it's the or, fourth team. It's like fourth team from... From the Asian qualifying right, region. versus Asia. So then one team, an extra team from one of those regions gets to go to the World Cup. They lost four to nothing to Costa Rica. Yeah. But it was in Costa Rica. It was... It was in Costa Rica. So sad. I hope some of these next games are in the U.S. to get some of that home team advantage of all mexico fans that are packing the stadium probably yeah is this montezuma's revenge well it's if it's trump's in... revenge bro dude trump, okay. the mexican the whole south american continent is fired up against the u.s right now they're dude. not gonna let any fuego. of go golazo 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 it's not an insurmountable task just like it's not an insurmountable task politically our backs are on the wall, and we could use some winning right now. Did you see they're going to play an NFL game in Mexico? That's like on Monday, I think. Okay. Next Monday. I forget which teams it was. Uh, That'd be interesting to watch. They said that they are, are worried that the crowd is going to be uh, extremely hostile. You think so? Well, because it's in Mexico, not a lot of pro-U.S. sentiment right now. They they actually interviewed Eric Winalda in one of the newspapers I was reading mm. uh, saying like, oh yeah, Mexico's fans always just boo the national anthem so hard. <laughs> it's just part of the game. We're just used to it here in soccer. Right. You know, you guys are, don't know what you're getting into down oh, here. Oh, for sure. In Honduras, they used to have like bags of urine thrown right. at them. Well, and, and it is funny too to think about like in the U.S., especially recently, there's all this attention on like, you got to respect the national anthem. The national anthem is the most important thing. Dude, it All is All Americans, sacred. you know, you got to just pretend you're in the military for that three minutes while it's happening. Just mm-hmm. just do your best job. But almost any other country, they're like, that. we really don't care that much. Like, right. that's some well, old British song. We don't really, not a I big mean, deal. But what's ironic is in soccer, everyone sings, you know, I sing it in soccer. I mean, I sing it all the time, especially in soccer. I think that there's... Just, in, a, just sing it, it all the time in your car. Just, oh, dude. Just in the it, shower. It, dude, seriously, you know, like, I will just be sitting in the cubicle going, and the rocket's red glare, <laughs> and, you know, the benefit, you know, the compensation team is like, oh, yeah. Chuck, shut up. Oh, making America great again, one song at a time over there. <laughs> making my hr team irate again (laughs) in soccer the nationalism feels different or something well it is funny because it actually has meaning in soccer where the u.s is often playing against an actual other country as opposed to like 49ers versus the seahawks or whatever it's like let's play the national anthem where it's like yeah you're not playing another country's it's not like the olympics is happening right yeah. So it actually means more. So it's cool that it's cool that people get into it, that the fans get into it and stuff. Sure. But I think a lot of other countries, they don't have that same attitude towards their own national anthem and can't fathom why Americans would would have such a strangely emotional connection to a song that's a hundred years old. 
Yeah. You know, maybe it's just because America's got like a way more rockin' song. A lot of countries' national anthems are just like some old symphony kind of thing. You can't sing it because most of them don't even have words. Well, yeah, like Argentina's doesn't have words, and it's like 25 minutes long. <laughs> like, well, ours was like a a pub song. Oh, the tune of it was yeah, yeah from the like English it was pub adapted, song or whatever. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of fun for that reason, and I don't necessarily care about all the freaking fireworks that get blown up during it and that planes flying by and stuff. Oh, but, except uh, when it's that B two bomber over Kansas City, boom, boom, that's pretty sweet. sonic boom. Speaking of, are you pumped for <laughs> going to the Husker game on uh, Saturday? Yeah, I don't know anything about. What's happening? They did they lose the last game? Oh, that's the no, last game. No, they won. Oh, they won. There was and a this game. This is the last home game. So there was a game before that previous game where they lost real, real bad, and I kind of watched yeah. some of that one. Yeah. So I didn't realize there was another game after that. What's this next game? Are they going to get the crap kicked out of them? Are we going to get beat up in the stadium for not being good fans? They're playing against Maryland. The Terrapins. Oh, that's where I'm from. Oh, Those really? Are my bros. I think oh, my dad like went to college there for a while or something. Did he really? I'm not sure if he did or we just lived by the college or something. Okay. We had some Terrapins gear. That's like the Terrapins like a turtle. Maryland has an awesome but also extremely ugly state flag. Oh yeah. Do, do, are they rocking those Maryland well, flag they uniforms? You ever see that? They incorporate the flag on the helmets and stuff. Oh, dude, I'm so psyched yeah. right now because I love that uniform because it's really? just so ridiculous looking. Really? Well, the the helmet is one thing. The... I saw ones in previous years. They'd had like the flag like on the gloves. You know how you do uh-huh. the gloves or whatever, and you put your hands together, and it's like a it's like a picture. Mm-hmm. They did the flag on that. Where the flag's like, it's like red and white and black and yellow, like checker pat board pattern mm. in like a weird like coat of arms thing. It's totally crazy. Oh. Uh, yeah, I love that uniform just because it's so out there and crazy. Yeah. I think definitely. people should get more experimental with their sports uniforms, man. <laughs> people take it way too serious and where they're, yeah, we're just going to do like white pants, red shirt. It's well, like, dude, come on, like, do something nuts. Why not? Well, Nebraska will play some throwback uniforms and stuff. That's true. It seems like almost every team now has at least, like, one game a year where they kind of do, like, a crazy kind of throwback uniform or, like, a new interesting design. Right. Nebraska did it where they had those, like, black helmets that one time. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool. I like to see people change it up. Well, speaking of using the uniform, Kansas played football this weekend they had a blue end zone right you saw that i saw that and the dude was wearing all blue and he was laid in the end zone yeah they did like a it was like a fake mm. punt thing or they like they pit they they pitched back to him or something yeah. i don't even it was like a trick play kind of thing where he was kind hiding of. and then they were like oh, i didn't know that guy was there and then they tossed the ball to him that was pretty funny. what's that team that has like the all blue field is like boise boise state that's crazy They've got one and University of Eastern Washington University, they have an all red field. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. seems like it would just not be good to watch a game on <laughs> that blue field. Whenever you, I look at it on a screen or whatever, it hurts my face. Well, and they would design uniforms that are like all blue, <laughs> like if that was blue, so it's just like you saw the numbers coming at you, and that's it. <laughs> Knock your ass That seems out. like almost like it should be cheating, where you're like, you're legit like wearing... Uniform like a, doping. A, a, <laughs> yeah, you're wearing like a stealth suit. Yeah. You're, you got like a invisibility cloak on. Like, where's <laughs> where are we drawing the line here for it's this like stuff? like some Call of Duty shit. <laughs> yeah. Or, you're just, yeah. Your field is just camo, and everyone's wearing like ghillie suit uh, uniforms. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. But the game should be okay. I heard it's supposed to be super cold, but... 
I think Nebraska will probably win. I feel, I hope Tommy's all right. It was weird that he was able to recover from, like, death. He was, like, resurrected, like, Lazarus or whatever (laughs) in that freaking Wisconsin game. Knocked out to the point where they had to cut his uniform off. Wow. And then he was good to go for this next game or whatever. Yeah, dude. He passed concussion tests. That just happens, man. We, we fed him the answer. So. Just get knocked out. <laughs> but it's they like, won, so like I guess. It's like UFC rules, you know? Those guys are good. Yeah. Just don't turn into O.J. Simpson with head injuries or something down the road. That's always, but, that's always a risk. Yeah. You knew that going in. Yeah, exactly. So... That's um, why you get paid the big bucks. Oh, wait. It's the NCAA. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. So we, we veered into the NCAA. <laughs> thanks, Trump. Can we start saying thanks, Trump, because of the U.S. It soccer doesn't, team? It just doesn't roll off the tongue as good as the thanks, Obama. Okay. We need to find a new We need to find a new one. Like a Trump? Hey. Like a Trump? Hey. Yeah. That, I, don't I don't know, know if that's going to catch on. No. Um, I like Trump up the jams. That's Trump really up not. The jams I don't know if that's good. a good one. Yeah, I can't really think of any off the top of my head just freestyling. Well, it's Trump. To... It's Trump. Like the <laughs> president of the United, United States. States. Too, too it's soon. In my head. Too soon for the president of the United States. Oh, yeah. A, a strangely apt name. Yes. Yes, yes. Trump will take us back to when America was great by bringing back internment and xenophobic hate. He wants an ID for Muslims to carry and send home immigrants unless it's one that. Let's try to take it out on a high note. Besides presidents of the United States, let's take it out. Let's get some peaches in here. They come in a can. (laughs) What do you got? What do you got? Do you got anything positive? I can't really think of anything super positive. Let me share. Let me share this story. So today I'm putting the kids to sleep and Owen says to me, uh, we're going to do turkeys at school for Thanksgiving. We're going to draw turkeys. And my friend says he's going to draw his turkey and make it look like Donald Trump. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's in- that's interesting. That's kind of mm. interesting. Do- did you guys talk about that at school? And he's like, yeah, kind of, but, you know, some people do. And I was like, oh, what do they say? And he's like, oh, I don't know. They just say, like, that there's an election and Donald Trump is going to be the president. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's true. He, he won the presidency. And, and he goes, yeah. He's probably just going to make up crazy laws or something. Crazy laws. And so yep. I go like, well, yep, I, maybe. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, but that's what happens when you, you're the president. And then he goes, wait, were there just two people running for president? Because I thought there was three people. And I'm like, <laughs> are, you talking about, are you talking about Gary Johnson right now? And he's like, yeah, my friend at school was talking about Gary Johnson. Wow. This kid is in first grade. His friends are talking about Gary Johnson. I don't even think Gary Johnson talks about Gary Johnson. <laughs> Dude, when when I was in kindergarten, first grade, we weren't talking about like Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter and that kind of stuff. You know, we were counting and knowing the days of the week. I remember and that was it. I was in like third or fourth grade. It might have been fourth grade. It was ninety four, and they were doing election. Mm-hmm. H.W. Bush versus Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And they made all the kids in the school do Vote. like a mock election right. or whatever. We and did it too. I went to a Catholic school. Bush won in a landslide. Oh, dude. He crushed it. Same um, here. I think that was the first time that I can really remember. Fourth grade is the first time I can really remember 
even really being aware of that whole who is the president type of thing. We had to vote for either George H.W. Bush or Michael Dukakis. Is that like 88? Yeah, so that would have been like... That's like 88 to 92? Yeah. Damn, you're so old, Chuck. Dude, I'm telling you. Dude, yeah, I'm getting gray hair. It's crazy. I skipped skipped till 94, man. I couldn't handle it. Or was it 94? No, 96? Maybe it was 92. No, it was either 96 or 92. I can't even remember. That's how hazy my memory is. (laughs) I was not as woke as these kids. This repid Gary Johnson. Seriously. Out on the first grade playground. (laughs) Seriously. Talking about like non-intervention policies and stuff like that. (laughs) They're just having, yeah, they're just having policy debates. Well, I, I did have something. I went to Philadelphia last weekend, and that was a great time. Great city, actually. I really, if I could live there, that would be sweet. Yeah, our friend Gallo lives there. Oh, yeah. It'd be cool, It'd be cool to visit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely cool to visit. Did you go see the Liberty Bell? Oh, yeah. One la- While we still have Liberty? Yeah, One dude, last time. I'm like, one day. I'm I heard sorry. once Trump was elected, the, a crack just appeared on the bell. That's how it got there. No. That That's bell, the legend they'll tell. That bell was addicted to crack <laughs> for decades, generations. But while I was there, it was interesting because on the way home, there were several big protests there. We were in an Uber, and the entire parade went by and it was like a train like when does this end oh man but uh it wasn't a big deal you get extra uber fees for that no you should uh, just you should start railing against like these protests are ruining america it cost me (laughs) 3.99 right i'm paying this guy by the mile no we were in the airport we went to this place that had like cheesesteaks and stuff Yeah, yeah and i just I didn't get a cheesesteak, but I had a sandwich. And you went to Philly, you didn't get a cheesesteak, dude. When no. you go to Philly and get a cheesesteak, they put cheese whiz on it. That's See, like that's want, like the thing, man. Dude, I don't want cheese. If it was just like mozzarella or provolone, that'd be okay. Yeah, but... the cheese whiz is whack to me. That's that sounds gross. But that's like how if you're like real from Philly, you're like you got to do a whiz, man. Dude, I don't get it. No, f that. But it was you know an old guy, old black guy, younger black guy. And then this manager, um, youngish uh, black woman, and they were talking. She goes, so where are y'all from? And I said, Omaha, Nebraska. And she goes, what in the hell are you doing out there? (laughs) I said, I don't know. I just got put there and I just stayed there. That's good. Yeah. And she's like, you better be careful out there. People are crazy right now. It's like, you see what's going on in the Midwest on the internet? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I see that. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I mean. You're like, I live it. I said, it's been decades of struggle. Um, You should be like, hey, one time my electoral district vote went to the black president. So it's all cool where I'm at. One time. One time. One time. And I immediately got backlash because this dude in the gym who didn't even know me but was kind of a jerk, come up to me and other black people go, congratulations, you won, or whatever. Finally, yeah. yeah I hope you're happy. Congratulations, America. Congratulations. And I was like, who are you? I don't, how do you even know? I mean. You should go track that guy down and like knock on his door and be like, hey, congrats on Trump. I just, I've been waiting eight years. No, that, yeah. To let you know. That dude would shoot me. That dude's got guns and stuff, <laughs> for sure. And he does because he showed me his hunting pictures at the gym oh. when he was leaving. I'm like, dude, I don't want to see That's this. That's why I can't deal with that gym life. It's too weird for me. That was at the YMCA. <sighs> I'm a that's prairie life now, weird, and man. that's 
a little bit better, <laughs> not too much. I told my, you know, I've got a sister or cousin that lives in Oklahoma. I told her to get a gun. And I was like, I don't know. She no, probably has five. <laughs> right. Home, I was like, yeah, you know, I said, everyone's packing in Nebraska. It's all good. You probably. Know? Try not to think about it. People are usually pretty nice, at least to my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just got to watch out for when they vote. It was That's just, the tough part. It was just funny that they showed genuine fear. One of those dudes was looking really gangster and had tattoos and stuff and they were showing genuine fear for me <laughs> in the Midwest. It is kind so, of funny. I, I mean, like, I think oh. a lot of people, they think that Omaha, Nebraska is like what they think of as like the town from Footloose or something. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like some rural Seriously. you know, community or whatever where it's like, no, Omaha is like, it's a pretty big city. Like Every March, we have to fight for our right to dance at school <laughs> that's right. with the opposite sex where, touching without being married where we rode cows seriously to the school there there you go that is flyover state in a nutshell well thanks for doing your part on bringing america together Chuck. yeah i said thanks for the concern it's all right i'll let you know i said <laughs> if it gets too bad i'll come back to film you were like How listen listen to my podcast i'll send out the alarm if it gets yeah, too bad <laughs> dude seriously seriously i'll put the code out that they know they know everything's okay right now but if i did another that was just that was just a test that was just a test don't be don't be alarmed everyone seriously thank you thank you at the cheese steak shop because you got my back and it feels good to know that but again this has been chuck and i've been brendan and you've been listening to the liquid flannel podcast thanks for joining us and have a good evening and come back again if you listen to us this long maybe you could go to itunes and rate us on itunes (laughs) now we're a real podcast because we said it rate us on itunes yeah absolutely that's real we're on itunes it's real so really rate us just let us know what you think if it's good bad stupid whatever whatever we can do so um, we really appreciate the feedback and uh we'll see you soon